Attention bourbon lovers, are you ready for a taste sensation like no other? Old Raleigh Distillery, recently awarded Best Micro Distillery in the U.S., invites you to experience the art of whiskey blending firsthand. Located just east of Raleigh in downtown Zebulon, the distillery specializes in premium, micro-batch bourbon, and limited-release whiskeys. Visit the tasting room Tuesday through Sunday to savor a wide variety of whiskeys, specialty cocktails, wine, and beer. And don't miss a chance to peek behind the curtain with a tour of the blending operation every Saturday and Sunday at 1 and 2 p.m. For more information and to plan your visit, visit OldRaleighDistillery.com. Follow on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Old Raleigh Distillery for exclusive updates and behind-the-scenes content. Old Raleigh Distillery, where every sip tells a story. It's really a cultural shift. If you think about all the retail spaces you've known and the big box malls, historically, you know, food was an afterthought. It's nice to have a developer recognize what the community wants and what brings people together and put a stamp on it and build something that way with intentionality from the start. You're listening to Office Talk with Raleigh Magazine. I'm your host, Gina Stevens. You may know Raleigh Magazine, but what you may not know is how we get our stories. It's all inside baseball from living our lives and having conversations around Raleigh. You'd be surprised what people tell us. This podcast is where we give you inside access to things that were too hot to print or too much to fit in the magazine. Basically, what's left on the editing room floor. So let's dive into Raleigh Magazine's biggest story. With me today is Editor-in-Chief Melissa Housem, and we're talking about the most exciting thing to happen in Cary in a while, or maybe ever, Fenton, the first retail center to be built from the ground up in Wake County in the last 20 years, and they're really doing it differently. Yeah, they really are. Um, so March, our March issue uh, actually has two stories on Fenton. Eric Ginsberg, our fabulous food writer, digs into uh, a lot of what we're going to talk about, the Fab Five hospitality superstars that open Fenton. And I kind of look at how that's a cultural shift in the way that we do mixed use. So Fenton, I'm sure you guys have heard a lot about it, but just, you know, to keep you up to speed, it's 92 acres in Cary along I-40, the Quake Med Soccer Park area. It's really very different from the way that retail has been conceptualized before, mixed-use that leaned into retail um, or maybe like a big corporate headquarters or a hip hotelier or or whatever else. Um, In this case, Fenton really leaned into food and beverage, and they said, this is what brings the people. This is, you know, if you build it, they will come. They decided they wanted to go after local and regional superstars, which I think is another thing that's happening. And people are less and less interested in chains, um, and they're really interested in supporting their local community. So Heinz, the developer, went to our very own superstar chef, Scott Crawford, and that was sort of where it all started. Um, So Crawford will be opening Crawford Brothers Steakhouse later this year. It's in phase two, I believe. But he was the foundation. He was the fabric that brought everybody else in, which we're going to talk more about. But the first of those um, kind of local superstars beyond Scott is Dram and Draft, one of our favorites. Yeah, definitely a favorite. Um, Kevin and Drew opened the Dram that's uh, just a couple of years ago, the very first location at Hillsborough and Glenwood. But they're building a two-story rooftop bar that is going nothing like it. It's... Uh, and they've got three other locations opening, Winston-Salem, Wilmington, and Charlotte this year. So, I mean, they are, and they're also Raleigh Magazine's best overall bar for 2021. So it's a good spot, and they're super excited. Yeah, Dram's one of my favorites. I didn't think they could do it better, but you had me at rooftop. 
I'm excited. I'm also very excited about uh, Mike Lee. You guys may know Mike. He's uh, formerly of Sono, which he owned and also was the chef of um, in downtown Raleigh on Fable Street from 2007 to 2015, after which he went over to Sister City, Durham, and opened his very famous M restaurants. Uh, it's a collective including M Sushi. And between Sono and M Sushi, definitely some of the best sushi I've ever had on the planet. Go eat it. Prove me wrong. But I love Mike. I love what he's doing at M, and he's bringing M Sushi to Fenton. And it's super exciting. And what's, I think, even more exciting about that, and this is classic Mike, um, he isn't just regurgitating Durham's M Sushi at Fenton. He wants it to be unique to that space and I think all of them are trying to bring, uh, you know, up the game next level and, and do something unique. So that's another one to be excited about. And regionally, Steve Palmer, who uh, owns the Indigo Road Group, which, you know, they're the guys behind Oku Sushi and mm-hmm. Oak Steakhouse, are bringing their Italian concept, Coletta, to Fenton. And what's interesting is Scott Crawford and Steve Palmer have been friends for many years and, and I think that's a, another indication why Steve's going there is Scott's there. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, uh, brotherhood here because I don't know personally how well they know each other. But, of course, Indigo Road's popular in Atlanta with Oku and such. And the other uh, regional big titan we have coming is Ford Fry. Uh, he's definitely a superstar chef. He's famous for Superico, which is what he's uh, – this Tex-Mex concept that he'll be bringing to Fenton. But he's also known for The Optimist and several other concepts, and he's a cookbook author as well. So the Indigo Road group and Ford Fry both being famous in Atlanta and then, you know, dipping their toes in the water here. Um, well, Indigo's are already here with Oku and Oak. But. Well, it's kind of cool. Ford came here with his son. His son was playing in a, a tennis tournament in Cary, and so that was he got a first glimpse at it, and he— he tells the story he went home and told his wife he wanted to open something in this area, that mm-hmm. that was going to be his next market. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. He knew he wanted to expand in the southeast, and then when he came here, he fell in love and decided to plant the flag, as he said. So, But if you think about it, I mean, and these, these guys have all said this to Eric when they were doing the interview, they had no interest in going into a shopping center or a mall or anything, and they just couldn't see it ever happening. And so this was kind of the exception. Yeah. From, so Eric did sit down with each one of these guys. And I think, you know, Kevin from Dram and Mike of M Sushi both laid it on the line that Scott Crawford really is is what did it for them. He was able to help them understand what Fenton was all about, which is so different from what we're used to, the, the traditional shopping mall concept is what they were picturing. And so Mike said himself, you know, I really I turned it down a couple of times. You know, this wasn't something that I was interested in. But when Scott gave us some more details um, and told us he approved it, we wanted to know why. So uh, another aspect of this is that Fenton mirrors what Heinz Development did in Alfreda, which is basically the Carrie to Raleigh version of Atlanta. Alfreda is to Atlanta what Carrie is to Raleigh. And they have Avalon there, which is a super popular um, mixed-use concept. And so... Mike was offered a white glove tour uh, to convince him, of course, to come in, and he passed up on it. And instead, he decided that he was going to slip down there with his wife secretly, and he really wanted to experience it like a true patron. 
you know, if I'm going to do this or even consider it, what is it, you know? You know what I think is cool about that is this is all the stuff that we had to cut out of the story. Eric put all this long interview, which was really cool with Mike, in the story, and we just didn't have the space for it to talk about what his his impressions were when he traveled to Avalon. Yeah, I absolutely should have said that. This is all the stuff you're not going to get in the story. This is this is what we know from from these chefs and their experience and how they made these decisions. But uh, so Mike got the opportunity. Uh, he told Eric to to go down for the White Glove tour. Passed up on it. Went down there as a secret citizen, if you will. And he said he visited six restaurants, and they were all amazing. And he said, and I quote, I couldn't remember the last time I immensely enjoyed six restaurants at a mall. It gave me a little bit of goosebumps and excitement. And it kind of gives me the goosebumps just talking about it, really. I mean, to picture convincing someone who's just picturing kind of the old strip mall and not wanting anything to do with it to go and have this experience at Avalon and really be able to see the future and, and want to be a part of it. And and he said, and it's important to note, really, that while that experience at Avalon convinced him, Scott was really the driving factor in this. Like, he saw that vision. I think Scott should be getting commission on all this. Yeah, um, exactly. Because he, he's <laughs> certainly been the driving force. And and I I mean, I do think it's cool uh, that Fenton, we make it sound like it's just going to be food on 92 acres. And there's not. I mean, there's going to be apartment, hotels, national and local retailers, a lot of the same stores that you see at uh, Crabtree, um, and even Bailey's local retailer is opening a beautiful store over there. So, I mean, they're going to have it all, but they certainly, the linchpin of this project has been food and beverage, which is what what really gets us all out. Yeah, and that's kind of how we ended up doing two stories to look into this, is that, you know, Eric was able to really dive into the linchpin aspect and talk to the Fab Five who are opening Fenton. But we also wanted to take more time for us to dig into what this means, you know, for, it's really a cultural shift. A local icon since 1949 and where Raleigh comes to celebrate, savor, and enjoy. Village District is celebrating 75 years of tradition and taste. You can join the celebration for their 75th anniversary on Saturday, April 20th from 3 to 8 p.m. on Woodburn Road. Enjoy live music, pop-ups, a kid-friendly area, and the launch of their Village 75 beer, exclusively brewed by Standard Beer and Food. For more event details and other Village District happenings, you can follow Village District on Instagram at Shop Village District, visit their website at shopvillagedistrict.com, or sign up to receive texts by texting the word village to 919-701-0202. If you think about all the retail spaces you've known in the big box malls, historically, you know, food was an afterthought. It was it was just something that they put in there for fuel to keep you there so you wouldn't leave if you got hungry. A it food was, court. Yeah, a food court, your Sbarro slice or, you know, the the famous Scotty's at North Hills or uh, Andy's Pizza. But they, were, they certainly weren't places that you, well, maybe I went to the mall for a Scotty's hot dog. But in general, you were getting it because you were there. And so this is really a shift where Fenton and Heinz are saying, you know what, people aren't coming to these spaces for retail anymore. Shit, you can shop online. It's really like we, the way that we want to come together is over food and over beverage. And then while we're there, once you get people there, then they'll stay, you know, and maybe they'll shop around. But this is, this is, and I think um, they said it in the interview, food excites people most. And that was a direct quote. Well, and if you look, I mean, so, I mean, if you just look at what else has been here, you and I both grew up in this market. Um, I bought my first 
prom dress at Montaldo's in North Hills, which, of course, doesn't exist anymore. But, you know, Crabtree is celebrating 50 years. 50 years as a mall. And, I mean, you know, they're up for sale right now, but they're seen as a hot commodity. Um, there's no worry of that mall closing. We're not talking Triangle Town Center, if you will. We're talking um, Crabtree. And they've added Fleming's and Uncle Julio's, and they've done a lot. They still have to work with the confines of being a traditional mall. But they've they've pivoted much to add food and an experience in the mall as well. Yeah, Crabtree's done an excellent job. You know, the the old big box mall is a meme now. It's made fun of a lot on social media, and Crabtree's really risen above that and and found a way to take the space they have and remain relevant. And similarly, I, I mean, a lot of people are probably thinking about like Village District and North Hills and wondering like what the difference between Fenton and those spaces is. Uh, I grew up in North Hills, uh, North Hills Drive, actually, but I lived in Cameron Village when it was called that for 15 years, give or take. And, um, you know, I watched it change when I was a kid with the blue awnings, uh, the famous blue awnings. I hear stories my dad tells about the underground. And now, of course, you know, I don't remember when the edifice was renovated, but it's so gorgeous. And they've leaned into the patios and all the things. And they had the real estate to be able to build. They were able to not only change, you know, upgrade and, and, and become more beautified, but they had the real estate to build around and put the high-rise residences and become this walkable promenade that just changed with the times. And that, so yes, they're leaning into that, but that's not how they were originally conceptualized in the 60s, I think. Right. And and they've ebbed and flowed. They've gone the national big box, bringing in, you know, Victoria's Secret and things like that 10 years ago, and then they went away. And now they're starting to do that again with Sephora. So they've, they've ebbed and flowed as they've had to. Time to add the mix into the mix of your go-to hotspots with signature craft cocktails and neat pours, 12 rotating craft beers, and 8 rotating fine wines, plus cider and bubbles. The mix has the perfect pour for everyone. Take flight with beer, wine, whiskey, mezcal, and tequila. Or not in the spirit? Craft cannabis gummies and high seltzers also invite. Sprawl out on the patio, post up on the couch with your laptop on a weekday, Catch the big game on multiple TVs or cozy up in the wine library for an upscale paired tasting. Weekly events keep the good times coming from tastings to live music and more. For the full lineup of events and offerings, visit BottleMix.com. Yes, with two X's. So that's BottleMixX.com. One aside, I'll drop in a story we're working on. Um, Don't have much on it is the underground at Cameron Village is a hot topic right now. As everyone knows, um, Goodnights is losing its space. And there is rumors out there that they're going into the underground space at Cameron Village for another podcast, but we're working on that story <laughs> for sure. Yes. Um, but, you know, and I think I think a lot of people look at and wonder why we're saying that what Fenton is doing is different than North Hills. So I... Some of you may know, I owned and uh, partnered and launched Midtown Magazine in 2007. And at that time, I mean, North Hills just opened in 2004. So the, the Renaissance Hotel wasn't even built when we launched Midtown Magazine. And I eventually, obviously, sold those magazines to do a Raleigh magazine. But that area was, I mean, I think they didn't have the vastness of plan. They were working with what they had and trying to decide. And they knew they wanted local they knew they wanted apartments, 
but it wasn't sort of we're going after local chefs and I mean they've done a great job with food out there, but it certainly wasn't the the linchpin of yeah. the plan. I think it's important to note that North Hills is arguably responsible for the re- renaissance of Raleigh. I mean, when they raised that mall and they bought the mall in 2001 and they raised it and then they opened their first business, uh, Fox and Hound was one of the first in 2004. I instantly worked there at the time, moonlit there. Um, and I remember climbing over the construction to go to work. But that was when Midtown started to get its name. It was never Midtown before that. And for those of us who are locals, I mean, honestly, I thought it was kind of a joke. I moved to Chicago for a bit in, I think, 2007. And my mom's calling me saying like, oh, they're calling in Midtown now. And I was like, mom, we are not in New York. What are you talking about? So she's not wrong though, right? And, and Kane and North Hills was responsible for that. And you talked a lot about that in terms of building Midtown Magazine and then eventually Raleigh Magazine. Like at that time, the only cranes in the skies were in Midtown. You know, Fayetteville Street was still a, a walkable mall. Right. Um, and so really what people started to see in Raleigh was because of North Hills. It just, it just didn't put food first. So I don't want right. to undermine no, what it was. Right? And neither do you. It's just they were like these local and regional players and, and national players, and it was a big deal. Right. And and I'll, funny thing about what your mom said. So I launched with a partner, Midtown Magazine, and not long after that, the News Observer called and said, we want to talk to you. We want to do an interview with you about what the heck you're doing. It's North Raleigh. And I was like, right. okay. So <laughs> I met the columnist uh, for coffee, and she goes, I don't get it. I'm a soccer mom from North Raleigh. I live just outside the Beltline on Six Forks. What What is this thing, Midtown? And And really questioned it. And there were a lot of people who didn't like that idea. But if you look at great cities across the country— a midtown feeds off of a downtown, and a downtown feeds off of a midtown. And an uptown. Yeah. They right. they absolutely um, work together to create a great city. And, and I and, and you know, the thing about North Hills is if you think about it, it was built in what—we we said it opened in 2004. Well, if you've been out there recently, the JCPenney's is gone. And we were just looking a couple of days ago at plans for this three-story restoration hardware with a rooftop patio— where it's retail, but not really. I mean, you walk, it's almost like walking through an art gallery and you look at what you want and you can place an order, but you don't actually walk out with a bag or, and there's only like six or seven of those in the country. And yeah. so for us to get it is, is really cool. Yeah. And when we're talking about the North Hills opening in 2004, we're talking about the side of the street where the Fox and Hound is and right. the movie theater and, and the JCPenney's. Right. You never mind the fact that they jumped the street and they're completely revolutionizing that area <laughs> of town. And, and absolutely it is a midtown right. now, which is, you know, a nod to cities like Atlanta and New York. And, and I think that Raleigh is towing the line between being this sort of mini version of those bigger cities. Some argue that it is just kind of always 10 years behind Atlanta. Uh, it's hard to imagine us continuing to grow to be that big. But, it, you know, something else you said made me laugh because people are saying, like, at the time, like, what do you mean Midtown? It's outside the Beltline. And I can remember when I was in middle school and my friends lived out not far past our office. Um, so our office is Lennon Creedmoor. They lived in, like, Stonehenge area. And my grandmother, who lived closer to, like, Wade Avenue, would take me over to their house and she would say— you didn't tell me they lived in Virginia. That's <laughs> <laughs> what people say about where I live. Right. But, but know, it's, I mean, it's, we don't see it that way anymore. No, no not at all. And, and I think it, it is interesting as we've had conversations at different times I have with um, the management at Crabtree and at North Hills. They're asking me what I know about Fenton. 
I mean, it's it's a game changer for the market, and and everybody is paying attention because they are doing it differently. And anytime something new launches, um, with as much forethought and planning and bringing in the superstars, our Fab Five. I do love that title. I do too. I mean, it cannot be underestimated what a big deal this is. I mean, you have Scott Crawford, who is just you know, celebrity chef. And of course, he recently opened um, Crawford Cookshop in Clayton, and that's been buzzing. And then you have Mike Lee, you know, our our local sushi superstar, uh, who also just won Open Table's 100 Best Restaurants in the Nation. You have these regional juggernauts, Ford Fry, and then Steve Palmer with Indigo. And of course, one from the bar industry, you just can't get better than Dram and Draft. And they're really just changing the game with, you know, Everything that they have on offer, and they have like some obscene number of whiskeys, like oh, yeah. hundreds, like, like hundreds you know. of bottles. So they have much, a ladder. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I laugh is that they had to have a ladder to get up to the top with all the bottles. But they just they do a good job with what they do, and and even though they're opening three more locations, you know they're all different. It's sort of like what Mike's doing. It's not going to be a repeat. He's not picking up M Sushi and taking it to carry. He's trying to do it differently. So I mean, exactly. it's it's um. It's cool, and it's a game changer for the retail community and for uh, for us who live here and want to do cool things and eat great food. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's it's nice to have a developer recognize what the community wants and what brings people together and put a stamp on it and build something that way with intentionality from the start. You know, it's funny. We joke all the time when we're sitting in our editorial meetings, oh, that's in Cary. We're not covering it. Oh, that's in Cary. We're Raleigh. We're Raleigh. And I openly admit a little bit of a bias. You know, in the past— <laughs> You know, Carrie's a little homogenized or had been. I mean, it's come a long way. I love Sidebar. There's some great spots and some great restaurants, but— Well, we have a little bit of envy. That's the irony, right? So if you grew up here, it's not going to shock anyone if you've heard the acronym for Carrie, the containment area for relocated Yankees. And I think that was, you know— Homogenize is a good word. Vanilla is another one. It's and this is how it, in the '90s. That's what I'm talking right. about in the Not early now. aughts. You know, and this and so as we get to now, you know, it's 2022, and we work for a magazine, and we're getting all these releases or inside baseball on what's happening from people we know. And I, how many times did we roll our eyes yesterday that oh, that's such a great concept. Where is it going, Carrie? So I mean, we really have to like shout out to Carrie. I mean, Fenton, Fenton, they're right. If you build it. They will come. I will go there. Yes. Happily. We, we will probably, you will find us there at Dram and Draft having a drink when they open. For That's sure. Exactly right. <laughs> this has been Office Talk with Raleigh Magazine. I hope after hanging out with us, you feel more like a Raleigh insider. Stay tuned for our next episode. You can find copies of the magazine around town or for a steal. Subscribe for $10 a year. We would love it if you gave this podcast a nice rating and review it and share it with your friends. This podcast is edited by Earfluence. I'm Gina Stevens. We'll see you again soon. Want more of Raleigh Magazine in between issues? Visit RaleighMag.com and subscribe to our newsletters. They come out Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. Five-minute read keeps you up to date. And especially on Friday, dish on this, where to eat, where to drink, what to do this weekend. 
Subscribe for free at RaleighMag.com.